Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes... Lots of other marvellous benefits and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash iron filings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hotbody Dawson Papava. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Welcome along to the beginning of a new Odyssey uh, last time out, it was the Cranky's autobiography. It's another book. This time, it's a considerably smaller book. Um, it's one that I picked up in a charity shop in Thursk, the mm. North Yorkshire market town. Which scene uh, of one of our I've most dramatic to... sh- ever live shows. Do you remember? Yeah. I thought yeah. we were going to have to fight an audience member that night. <laughs> yeah, that pissed up. It was prick so in the front pissed, row. wasn't he? It was the most pissed yeah. person. As Darren yeah. Goff once said to me, the most pissedest bloke he's ever seen. <laughs> I just like it's that just... word. He just said to me, it was the most pissedest I've ever been in my life. <laughs> but he was, yeah, he, was he was one of the most pissedest, I think he was the most pissedest bloke to have ever turned up at one of our shows, which is saying something, because a yeah. lot of people turn up quite paralytic. I don't know what that says about us, but... It's, yeah, we've got some live shows coming up next month. Uh, we say this every time, please. Please curb your uh, drink. Have, have a drink with the show. Have a drink. Not by all means, have, a, yeah. have, a, have two or three two drinks or three. if you feel like you want to be merry. That's fine. It, it helps generate a good atmosphere. But there's no point being fucking paralytic or getting on the gear either. And I'm not. Yeah. I don't like to point fingers, but I suspect that some of the lads who've turned up at some of my shows, I've had my suspicions about them being on the old nose up before, the, before yeah. perhaps during the show. Yeah. Yeah, we might insist on having people removed this time round. We could get sniffer dogs out the front. We should checking do, people yeah. for gear when they come in. Yeah, or we we'll just work the door and we'll just assess people. But and are just you fuck listen, off I'll spot it a mile off, mate. Are you uh, <clears throat> still doing a bit? Maybe we'll just say that to everyone who comes in. Still doing a bit? No. All right, go on. On you go. Still doing a bit? Yeah, I'm doing a little yeah. bit. Done a bit tonight. Only a little bit. Right, get out. Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> No, no, doing a bit here. Not at this show. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Thursk was Thursk was a great show, and as as I've said before, my my nana and granddad had a caravan near there. It, I spent many glorious summers there. It is my second home, basically. Yeah, it's a great. It's a great. From my brief experience of it, I thought it was a great place. I remember seeing a lovely hotel there as well. Actually, it was quite yeah. luxurious by our standards. Yeah, and it's. It, I, I I like to go back from time to time just to have a look around. And um, it's got an, a ridiculously high number of pubs for such a small town. It's got a square, hasn't be, it, with pubs around the edge of it? Yeah, like the market area. There must be about seven pubs, maybe more. But I think it looked like one of them had closed down. I hope it was being refurbished, but it looked like one had closed down. 
when I was there last week, which is disappointing. And that's indicative of where we are as a nation, I think. Pubs yeah. closing left, right and centre. Well, Bad times. I think the reason is, is that it's just the main reason is it's just too expensive to, to yeah. drink in pubs. Yeah. Or come to live shows. I had a great, convers- <laughs> I had a great conversation with a um, Uber driver the other day about just that. Like, right. I think I told you, I was like, we were driving, we were going to West Ham, right? And there was a train strike. So the last leg of the journey, last 10 minutes, we jumped in Uber, me and Lenny, and I'm um, talking yeah. to the geezer. And I, I said, where do you live? And he said, I live, I live near, the, I live in East Ham, near the old Upton Park. And I went, oh, fucking hell. I haven't been there for a while. I said, I must have, has it changed a lot since, um, since, you know, we left the area? Mm. And he went, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of things closed down. And I went, I bet them pubs closed down, didn't they? And I was naming all the pubs. And he went, yeah, most of them closed. And I said, they must have just relied on the business they got every home game. So like once every two weeks, they made so much money that they could survive. And he went, yeah. He goes, because the local residents around there, he goes, it's like me. He goes, I'm Bangladeshi. He goes, it's either Bangladeshis or Pakistanis on the whole. And he goes, and and not many of us are going to the pubs in the week. And I went, oh, yeah. I went, oh, yeah. Yeah, because I, mean, I don't suppose you go out to the pub much because uh, is that to do with your religion, is it? <laughs> and he just went, no. He went, it's just too expensive. <laughs> Everyone's really skinned. And I went, oh, yeah, must be that then. <clears throat> oh, so you don't have a drink then? <laughs> it's a lot of pubs. <laughs> he went, I would like to go to the pub, yeah. But I can't afford it and nor can anyone because pints cost about seven quid. And I was like, oh, yeah, suppose you have to do your boozing and you know, get it at the supermarket and just stay home, do you? Is that what the Bangladeshis are doing now? And he went, <laughs> and he was just like, no, it's too expensive for the shop as well. I said, oh, wow. Looks like I got out of the game at the right time. You literally can't afford to get pissed anywhere. What are you doing there? Get home brew, something like that? You get, can you still get that, Boats? Stick it in your airing cupboard. Yeah. Sometimes you drink it too soon, make you a bit sick. Still, never mind. Still get a buzz off it. Anyway. Still part of life, innit? Thanks for the lift, mate. All the best. <laughs> my son, Even my son, he's only 10 years old. Why did you say, oh, yeah, it's to do with your religion? He said to me, I said, yeah. I don't know. I just know it was like mainly Bangladeshis around there and they were never in the pub. And I thought maybe they didn't agree with it. And he just rolled his eyes. <laughs> Oh, well, maybe I've got the wrong end of the stick. Oh, well, you live and learn. <laughs> the thing is, I'm British top journalist and you don't get that about asking difficult questions. You, you can't be ashamed of asking stupid questions if you want to be a good journalist. You've got to ask all the questions, even the thick ones. You just <laughs> try not to focus on all the stupid ones. <laughs> yeah, go have a nice mix. I thought I had a nice mix of him. I mean, admittedly, that was a stupid question, but some of the other <laughs> questions were quite good. <laughs> It's a tactic, you see. What it is, it, it disarms him. He thinks yeah. that's really stupid. I'm dealing with a fucking idiot here. And then you ask him a really sensible yeah. question, and he, he's confused, and he gives you the proper answer. Seriously, actually, what you just described is is uh, a technique that I've used. It's a technique. My whole life, or your really. technique, or a, a renowned yeah, one. Yeah, I use that a lot. I mean, I'm sure it is renowned. I'm not saying I invented it. <laughs> well, I don't know. But uh, I do, I have always used it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I always drop a stupid question in. It's okay. called the thick, clever routine. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking, it works, I tell you. Any <laughs> journalist listening, 
I'm thinking of doing an <laughs> one of them e-books that you flog as a PDF <laughs> yeah. online, right? I'm going to be a journalism coach. And it's like, with my revolutionary, thick, clever <laughs> journalistic technique, you too can raise to the giddy heights of doing a daily podcast about a fairy tale about porridge. <laughs> can we do a self-improvement book called Live Yourself Better? <laughs> Yeah, that would be lovely. I'd love to do that. I would love to. We, yeah, do people that. are doing PDF books all the time. All you need is a Canva account. You go on Canva, you go book, right. and it just gives yeah. you a book template. You just right. fucking write in all the stuff. Like, I'll do a page on th- Thick Clever. You do, <laughs> you do a page on Laundry, something like that, right? And then people will buy it. It's amazing. Okay. Is that not is that good, or should we not aim to do like a proper book what people can buy in the shops and that? Yeah, we could do that as well. Let's do one of them. Yeah, Live I'm up for that. Better. Live yourself better. Right. <laughs> the only All thing right, is, my anyway. my new book that I'm doing, I'm like worried that that is going to come across as a self help book, which I don't oh, want. Right, okay. I don't want it to be. It's just like yeah. it's about mental health and addiction and stuff, but it's really just about yeah. my own experiences. And I actually write in the introduction if anything in this book comes across as advice which i might accidentally slip into please do not listen please ignore it yeah i've written that at the front of the book please ignore any advice that i give in this book because i don't want it to be one of those books but if i also release uh self-help books side by side maybe well Mm. who who cares ultimately (laughs) exactly yeah it's just all a bit of of fun at the end of the day yeah it's all just a bit of fun the whole thing (laughs) Um, by the way, mate, I mentioned laundry and I just wanted to raise with you that after uh, mm. last Friday's episode in which I talked mm. about uh, the laundry and p- how Putin's war has effectively impacted on my fucking pants, right? It, it's made you a prisoner in your own home, yeah. basically. I can't fucking dry anything, so it's a disaster. And I can't even begin to tell you how much I spent at the laundrette for service washes on Friday. I won't be oh, doing shit. that again, right? But right, we had a yeah. serious situation in the house. I had to do something to break the. Um, it was it was like a doom cycle, a laundry doom cycle, right? And I had to break it. But anyway, a lot of people got in touch and said, "You want to get one of these, mate? Heated fucking clothes era. They got them right. in John Lewis. You, they yeah. cost anything between fifty and a hundred quid, right? Right. And and someone said to me, it costs six p an hour, right? And it wow. dries your clothes. So I'm Good. obviously like, this sounds brilliant. Energy crisis or no energy crisis, broken mm. fucking tumble dryer, no broken tumble dryer. This sounds great. And if John Lewis sells it, as you know, I think, well, it must be legit. John Lewis had sold out. Amazon had sold out. Argos had sold out. Because Uh-oh. of the energy crisis, there's been a massive run on these things, right? Mm. So now I've had to set up an alert from John Lewis for when they're back in stock. In the meantime, there's a quite a pretty big debate going on on Twitter because a lot of people have now got in touch and said, this is bollocks, they're crap, it will, it will oh. dry literally only the bit of clothing <clears throat> that is touching the rack, nothing else dry. Ah, right, it, so they, don't, they, they don't radiate heat. But there's a basically. debate. On my Twitter feed, there is a debate now going on between the guys who swear by it and think it's amazing, and the guys who are like, yeah. this is a big fucking scam. I mean, it. I tell you what, it's reminding me of the Brexit debate of 2016, mate. Mm. Because I've, it, I feel like certainly with my modest followers, it, it's tearing them apart. It's polarized people, and I yeah. don't feel like I can make decisions on this sort of thing one way or the other until I've consulted you. 
but you mm. don't seem to be fully abreast yet of the whole heated era scene. It's not. It's not an issue for me. I've said before. I've got sufficient radiators to be able to not, deal but... with the um, to deal with the clothes. Just get, you know, press the button. I get a toot of an hour's worth of heat. <laughs> yeah, uh, toot of gas there. Um, an hour's worth of heat, and couple of couple of those during a day will dry the clothes. Yeah, you've got one less laundry se- session to worry about with your daughter off well, at uni. Two, because I'm a single dad. So there's just me and the boy here all the time. Yes, yeah, so and what, he's not even here all the time. But what I'm saying is, you've got one less since she went to university. One less since she went, yeah. And yeah. I tell you something that my kids do. Right, they put everything in the dirty laundry, everything. So they wear right. something yeah. once, like a pair of trousers. To me, you don't fucking yeah. wash a pair of trousers of after every wear, don't. right? Yeah, of course you don't. But like, they will. Len will come in. He'll get changed. He will dump all his clothes on the floor, and then. Once a week at weekend, we go, right, you tidy your room today. And he's like, fine, no problem. And he waltzes up to his room and he picks every item that he's dumped on the floor through the week. He's like, fold it up and put it in the drawer. I do not fucking think so. I've got FIFA, it's Saturday and I've got a lot of FIFA to be playing. So time is of the essence, right? And he just scoops it all up and just fucking rams it into his like washing basket and expects it all to be fucking washed. So yeah. And so the laundry, and my daughter does the same thing. They only put stuff away in the basket. Why? Because hanging stuff on a hanger or putting it in a drawer takes slightly longer. Get rid of it. <laughs> stick it in the basket. They think it's a magic basket. It's like the magic porridge pot. They think you stick it... Well, I was it, just going to say that. You stick it no in a problem. basket. And, oh, you can say, imagine them saying they're friends. See that basket over there? It's amazing. You put anything in there... Then you wait a day or two, and it comes back all freshly laundered, hanging in your cupboard. It's fucking amazing. (laughs) I said to him, he's gone since this morning, I can't find any trousers. Like, as if that's... (laughs) I go, right, I'll fucking find them. I walk in his room, open the dirty washing basket. He goes, they're not in there. I wouldn't bother looking. First thing on top, pair of trousers. What are these doing in there? They're dirty. How, how, How many times did you warn them? About four or five. I said, do they look dirty? Well, they're black, so you wouldn't be able to see. But they're in dirt on them. And I go, first of all, these were bought. Where are you getting dirt from? These are new trousers. They were only bought from Asda on fucking Wednesday. So the maximum you could have worn them is two days. I've got you banged to fucking rights. All your trousers are in the dirty laundry for no fucking reason. Put them on. Put them on now. Yeah. All of them. And then meanwhile, nothing's drying and I'm completely, I've been completely fucking thrown by this whole heated era debate. Yeah. Well, I mean... What I'm saying is, Andy, can you... you I know you don't need one, but I sort of need you to get a heated era so you can review it. I'm not going to get one. I'm not touching it. Is there a way that you could get a trial for free or something like that? Pretty unlikely. Okay. Um, I mean, they're hard to get, aren't they? You can't get them. So at the moment, moment it's them. like in lockdown. What sold out really quickly in lockdown? I guess masks and whatnot. It was Everything. like you know, toilet roll. You know, a lot of things. I remember desperately trying to buy a cabinet freezer, a, che- a chest freezer for the garden because I thought yeah. it, we were going to have to go to ground in survivalist mode. You couldn't get one of them anywhere. Yeah, I got one of them pre 
lockdown, I got one of them for um, when we came out of the EU because it looked like we were going to do a hard Brexit. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, so the, the supply chain the would collapse. So I got I got, a, I got a chest freezer and filled it up with frozen vegetables and stuff. Here's another logistical observation that you can clarify for me. All of these places said they were sold out and just said, put your email here, we'll let you know when we got them back in. And it became apparent right. to me that everywhere had run out. It's like trying to get a PlayStation 5, right? So yeah. so um, except if you're trying to get a PlayStation 5, there's loads of Twitter accounts that are set up just to alert you about PlayStation 5 yeah. availability. Those Twitter accounts do not yet exist for heated eras, Andy, but I'm hoping they will start to spring up. So I'm looking around, and eventually I find some for sale at B&Q. So I thought, that's interesting. No one in the country has them apart from B&Q. Are like, their website's sort of giving it like, heated era, no problem, pal. Here you go, forty nine ninety nine or whatever. So you go, uh, okay. So you sign up, and just as you're about to check out, it says, allow 10 days for delivery. No, it says, pay now. Exact delivery date will be confirmed once dispatched. And I thought, oh, Andy, big. this is a rip-off, right? They yeah. they haven't got them, but they're happy to they're fucking not. have you all sign up, be non-committal, and then they think, at some point we will restock. But in the meantime, we'll get paid up front, and we will make yeah. no commitment to when it's turned up. I was this close until I worked out what their scam was. And that is out of order, isn't it, on the customer? Very much so. I give that a thumbs down. That's a fucking consumer thumbs Listeners down. Listeners can be uh, reassured that I've got my thumb down. Imagine what Roger Taylor would make of that. That kind of fucking, you know, pitfall on, of internet shopping. Yeah. Jalapeño. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Jalapeño. But yeah, I was going to say your um, laundry build-up situation is very reminiscent of the book that we're going to eventually get around to looking at, yeah. which is The Magic Porridge Pot. Yeah. Um, I, as I said, I bought it in Thirsk. I think that's how we got onto this thread of conversation. Yeah. I bought it in Thirsk at a charity shop. There's some great charity shops in Thirsk. Um, I love just being in charity shops, just listening to the vibe, mm. listening to the chat among the staff. Yeah. And the volunteers as, as they are. Um, Could you see yourself volunteering in a charity shop one day? Absolutely not. Oh. Never. You'd be really good at that, especially with your retail uh, well, experience. I, I considered it. I thought about it the other day when I was in that one, one of the ones in Thursk. I thought, could I do this? Could I volunteer? I've got the retail experience. That never changes. And also you've got a passion for some of the items that you're interested. I've got a passion for some of the items, yeah. You could talk to I people, thought, meet interesting folk. Yeah, uh, and I, I just thought, no. Uh, too many uh, people who I might find problematic. Mm. <laughs> um, it's not for me at my time of life. Maybe, maybe sometime in the future. It'd be great when, content uh, for the podcast if in. you did take the job there. It would be. I'll put it on the back burner. We'll see. Maybe. Okay. Never say never. Mm. Is what I'm saying. So the book. Hey, if you got, work in a charity shop, get in touch and let us know what it's like. Yeah, I mean, there's that. There's that funny YouTube character, Charity Shop Sue. 
Oh yeah. Have you seen her? No. Who, who supposedly works in a charity shop, and she seems funny, but I don't think it's a true indication of what it's like to work in a charity shop. Mm. Seems like a much heightened version of it. But um, yeah, I do. I do enjoy just lurking and listening to what's going on. Yeah, I know um, what you mean. Try, There's loads of them around to lurk my near way. the back room where all the stock is. Yeah, you, well, good, you, good... you sometimes get access to that if you turn up with a load of bin bags full of clothes, which I oh, do take, from time to time. Carry it in. They go, just stick it through there in the back room. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's very trusting. I get to see the yeah. good stuff you've got out back yeah. you haven't unleashed yet. So um, what are we on about? Yeah, this, Do you this, take this, electricals? Uh, that's the thing I like to say. The, the answer's always tested? no, but I always try to do it. it. This is a magic mix. It don't work, but it's a good one. Do you take it? No. Okay. Are you sure? <laughs> Do you take paint? I've got four cans of Dulox. Gl- no, weatherproof. I'll use it on the front door. The dump will take it. I don't know why they say it's a toxic hazard. Do you take paint? No. We'll okay. take a bullshit because we kind of sell it. We'll pour it down the sink. But no, <laughs> no gloss. No way. That's an oil-based paint. That's you very hazardous. You that in the canal, mate. <laughs> that's hazardous you're best off that you didn't hear this from me but to be honest you are best off lobbing that in the canal at night <laughs> if you can <laughs> no we get a you lot of people coming in here with paint and I, all, I tell them all the same thing canal <laughs> trust me no one else will take it <laughs> I say that about a lot of the stuff we won't take uh, it's the same with swords oh. if you've got any swords yeah. we're not licensed to sell swords and you're and the dump won't take him either. So you again best off throwing the swords in the canal. Also, country and western albums from pre nineteen eighty five. We've got to, uh, James' last albums. You know we've, we've got them coming out of our ears. Just canal them. It's all in the canal. If you're into any of those things, then the canal is actually a great hunting spot for them. There's one James' last album, which I am on the permanent hunt for. Um, in charity shops, I could get it off Discogs quite easily. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. It's part of the part of the thrill of tracking it down. It's from 1971, and it's called James Last Voodoo Party. Oh, it's great! Yeah, what a brilliant <laughs> it's name. Got, it's listed on Discogs as being style, easy listening, Latin jazz, bossa nova, soul jazz, psychedelic. Oh yeah, those are all my favourite genres. Now, some of the songs on there, which he covers, include Everyday People. Lovely. Um, Inner City Blues. Great. Which is Marvin Gaye Marvin from Gaye, yeah. What's Going On. Um, and there's a Santana song on there, Everybody's Everything. Um, all sorts of funky, fucking weird stuff. James Last Voodoo Party. How much does it go for? Oh, I could buy it for 86 pence on Discogs. Wow, that's, that's, that's tempting. It's on Spotify as well. Yeah, I should probably just buy it. I don't think the kind of people who donate their James Last albums to charity shops went went out and bought Voodoo Party in 71 when it came out. So um, it says on the back cover, the, uh, the English translation says, Today the Voodoo cult is only to be found on the Antilles on the island of Tahiti which should actually be Haiti in the German line of notes. So he's gone full voodoo for this album. And, Good uh, luck to him. And a bit of a departure. Huh? Good luck to him. Yeah. 
going full yeah. voodoo. Something that we all dream of one day doing, in, maybe in our retirement. A voodoo podcast. What are your plans for retirement? Well, I'm hoping, hoping, <laughs> but it depends what was going on in the economy at the moment. It's hard to say. I am hoping to go full voodoo by the time I am 70. But there's a lot of ifs and buts before that, but that's the dream. I've got some plans here if you want to see them. I've done some drawings of how I envisage it. It's very much like the bit in Live and Let Die, where he shoots him in the head, but the head's just made out of porcelain and smashes. Are you able to quickly Google the cover of Jim's last voodoo party and have a quick look at it? Yeah. Because there's two things here that I think need to be addressed. Hold on. You'll have to zoom in, I think, because the the group of people around him who are dressed in kind of hippie kind of garb. Um, James Last's got a bit of a hippie look himself with a kind of open neck denim shirt. To the left of James Last's big head, there's a fella there who's got two pencils up his nose by the looks of it. Kind of like Blackadder, and Blackadder goes forth. Yeah, I can see it. Is he holding a lightsaber in 1971? He is, yeah. He's got a laser sword. Mm. He's got a lightsaber. And so look this to the is right way of ahead James of Last's head. Star Wars. This is Who where can George you see Lucas to the right-hand got... side of James' last head? Darth Vader! Yeah! This is really weird. This is six Fuck years me. before Star Wars came out. Yeah. But it is around the time when George Lucas first started writing down his story. Right, laser sword, big fella with a fucking... And James Last doesn't look unlike Obi-Wan Kenobi. Exactly. Shit. The ones on the floor look a bit like Yoda. (laughs) I like the guy bottom far right who's kind of like leaning backwards. He's fell over. With a big duff green. And there's another guy on on the the left who's a bit like the inspiration to Chewbacca, who I love. This This is a 70s look that I love. It's a sort of a, there, far it's like a sheepskin uh, waistcoat. It's a furry, Sleeveless. you see the guy I mean? He's got yeah. nothing underneath apart from beads. So he's bare chested. He's got some a, a, a chain of beards, beads around his neck and he's wearing a furry sort of wolf skin sleeveless waistcoat. Uh, that is hell. a look I could really get behind in retirement when I go full Whoa. voodoo. I mean, the guy there with the white hat on on the right-hand side to the middle, that's... Stormtrooper. That's that's a bit Stormtrooper. Well, George Lucas was always always nicking ideas, wasn't he? And now we know where he got the real, most of them from, this album. Yeah, he he was a a collector. Apparently they booted him off doing one of the new sequels because he was all about the Emperor having... He wanted to write COVID into it. Right, and he was all like, "The emperor's fucking, you know, in a vulnerable category, and and yeah. needs to get tests sent to his home, and it's fucking put the whole sort of thing on pause, right? Because <laughs> he's like vulnerable because he's so, so fucking old, right? Apparently, I'm vulnerable. Forget the, the fact that I fucking on. mastered use of the force of the dark side. Apparently, I can't fucking leave the Death Star <laughs> till I've done one of them sodding fucking tests." And I can't find them anywhere. <laughs> Even then, I have to go out with a mask on. Oh, and ridiculous. I thought, can I just wear this cowl over my head? Is that all right? They said, no, you've got to cover your face. Got to cover That's your face. That's where it goes in. And so, luckily, thankfully, because of uh, the force, I am able to uh, create a kind of a, 
you know, a, a hologramic effect of myself at other locations, which I am 99% sure will not be exposed to infection because I'm not actually there in person, if you see what I mean. Transmit myself. Uh, so that gives me options, especially when it comes to meetings and whatnot. But apart from anything else, I just like to get out and about and stretch my fucking legs. I'm going mad here. No, no, the holograph thing. No, it's not Zoom. It's not it's fucking not Zoom. Zoom. No, that's, that's the normal Zoom. people. It's holograph. It's holograph. Uh, I sort of like, it's hard to explain if you don't, if you can't do it, which you definitely can't. But I use my brain to transmit an image of myself that is slightly transparent <laughs> to any location I want. Usually I do this. Sometimes it's for meetings. A lot of the time, it's to put the shits up someone. And that, I'm in the room. I'm, I'm like, I'm, albeit I'm little, but yeah. I'm in the room. I could just hover in the middle. And I do, or I could just I do put my scary voice. On a table or something like that. I do my scary voice. Very often, I'll be threatening them. Um, yeah. You know, I'll, I'll threaten them. I'll, I'll tell them all the. I'll boast about the power of the dark side. All that sort of routine, and it's good. It keeps an hand in. Sure, it keeps an hand in, but it's not the same. And, and I'll be honest, I didn't actually go out that much because, yeah, I am older than I once was. I didn't go out that much before all this. But it's somehow the knowledge that you could go out is in itself liberating. Now, it's just the fact that someone's telling me I cannot leave my rig. It's sending me fucking bananas. <laughs> and I tell them, you're not sending me enough of these fucking tests. I need more <laughs> tests. I need to do a test every fucking day. I don't know if they've got supply chain issues or what it is, but I'm fucking stuck here on this Death Star and I am sending myself fucking bananas with it. And I've been doing some digging. I've been doing some research <laughs> and I don't I don't think this thing's legit. Anyway, There's a lot of questions. Scam. A lot of people online are asking a lot of questions and <laughs> I think they're valid. They're valid questions that are being answered. But oh no, oh no. If you question anyone, suddenly you're, uh, what you call it, a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. Just because you're asking very straightforward, legitimate questions. Yeah. I, I've done my research. I've done my own yeah, research. I've looked this up. I don't switch on telly and listen to whatever so-called expert they've wheeled out. God yeah. knows whose who's payroll he's on, right? I'm at home. God knows I've got fuck all else to do, yeah. right? Because I can't go anywhere. So I'm online and I'm fucking doing my own research, and it is raising some very, very yeah. interesting questions, let's I, say. I like to refer to myself as an independent republic. That's what I yeah. am. I'm not at the behest of anyone. I don't fucking listen to the pap they come out with there on the BBC. Fucking hell. Listen, right. It's all there, and Ryan's go look for it. Listen, right, all right. I might not be a medical doctor, but I am the emperor, right? I have. How hard can it be? I fucking... Let's not forget... I have mastered the fucking dark side of the force, yeah? So I do know a thing or two, let's say, about getting things done, yeah? <laughs> and uh, I don't know where... And I haven't got where I am, right? For a start, they said I could never build the Death Star. I did. Got fucking blown up. Built another one, mate. <laughs> yeah? That It's called resourcefulness, yeah? At the end of the day, right, being a doctor, what's that about? It's just about acquiring knowledge and having it in your brain. And, yeah, you've got to go to some fancy medical school and pay yeah. money. All the information you need is on the internet now. Anyone can become a doctor. There. And that, they don't like that because it used yeah. to be elitist, didn't it? It used to be all... gatekeepers, Oh, they're they? rarefied Oxbridge universities where they get yeah, taught it yeah. Yeah, well, I've watched yeah. a fucking tutorial on YouTube, clever fuck. 
right? Yeah. And I know just as much as you do know about the lungs, just for example, I'm taking that as one example. I, do, I, I know a lot about the lungs now. So what? Ask, ask me something about the lungs if you want. I'll, I bet I'll be able to answer it. Listen, what? I'm the cunt who got thrown down a fucking huge tube, right? By his own fucking, like, lieutenant, right? And everyone thought I was dead, didn't they? Well, look at me now. I'm not I'll dead. I'll tell you this. After that, my lungs were fucked. But I healed myself. I healed myself. Because I look on How? YouTube. How? Research. <laughs> I've got uh, researching a bit of that up there. The yeah. old grey matter. Yeah. Thinking for myself. Trust me. Right? Just not fucking being a sheep, let's say. No one thought, everyone thought I was brown bread. I'm not. I'm back. But now, fucking COVID's come along and that's the latest thing they're doing to constrain me. Right? They thought they could kill me. They couldn't. So now what? You're old. Oh, Mr. Emperor, you're old. You're in a vulnerable group. That means you have to stay home. Any of my medications? And yeah, I am old, so I do have to take a lot of medications every day. They all get sent. Oh, Brexit, there's a supply chain issue with your medication. Fuck off. Oh, really? Very fucking convenient. <laughs> My fucking blood pressure is through the fucking roof. And I need to take a certain number of aspirin every day to control it. It's a vicious circle. <laughs> I'm stressed to fuck because of this shut-in thing. And it's just making me its making me more vulnerable. <laughs> I'm fucking double vulnerable. They say it's because of my lungs after that fall I had. Yeah. Because I got thrown down a... F- I don't know if you heard. I don't know if you read the fucking space newspapers. But I got thrown <laughs> down a fucking huge tube, didn't I? And I got engulfed by my own lightning that shoots out <laughs> my hands. And I electrocuted myself to fuck. <laughs> you try breathing after that. Not easy. I, and I tell you, that takes some fucking recovering. I'm not one to whinge, but I'm sorry. That is traumatic. It was a traumatic experience. No, not just physically, mentally too, yes. And that has taken a lot <laughs> off of me. It's taken its toll, let's say. Um, so, really, that's that's been the first episode of the uh, Magic Porridge Pot Odyssey, where we look at the uh, the Ladybird book, the Magic Porridge Pot. <laughs> um, we didn't really get didn't anywhere get, near the book. We didn't get our, but, right, our hands right into it. No. But sometimes these things need to be approached from different angles, I think, mm. to get a full, holistic um, kind of picture of what we're looking yeah, at. We, set, we like we've to set the, foundations. Set the scene. Set the scene. Yeah, we've laid the foundations, I think it's fair to say. Uh, so we'll be back next time with possibly a look, uh, some description at the book. Um, thank you very much for listening, everybody, and goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>